Hello, and welcome to another episode of Low Key. Tonight we talk to the carbonated masters of disasters. Spoke to his own, Carter and Ryan. Join us as, as they talk to us about the challenges of starting up a new business. And also as they talk about this idea that started from, that stemmed from college and ended up becoming Spoketoe. <laughs> so, adventure endlessly. It's nice, it's easy, it's low-key. Let's get this thing started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Low Key. I am here with the owners of Spoketoe. Is that how you say it? Spoketoe. Spoke yep. Okay. <laughs> First try. <laughs> okay, good. Um, Carter and Ryan, are you guys excited that it's fall? Yes, football season. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. football season. The weather Always starts changing. So, are you guys more of a college or pro sports? College, definitely college. Definitely college. Yeah, definitely okay. college. I'm I'm more of a pro guy, but <laughs> college is okay. So I'm pro when fantasy football is going on. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I do like that. <laughs> um, can you can you guys just tell our fans what Spoketoe is um, a little bit? Yeah, so uh, Spoketoe is a beverage company. We uh, we're makers of alternative sodas. Right now, we have our carbonated cold brew coffee and our lemon peach berry tea at market. Um, it was carbonated just a, tea. Yeah, carbonated tea. Um, it was just an idea in college that uh, we we started running with. So, can you um, you? I, I read a little bit of your guys's profile and story. Can you tell us a little bit of how that idea became more of a reality? Um, yeah. So it was kind of just a idea we were kicking around with in college that was uh, a really ugly baby at the time. It just started with the initial coffee concept. Um, we definitely don't have all this on the website. but um, So it was just the initial coffee concept, um, and it was kind of an idea in a class, an entrepreneurship class, and then we took the idea and entered it into pitch and poster competition at our undergrad at OSU. Um, still a really ugly baby. Um, had no idea what we were doing with cold brewing, what type of beans to use, all that stuff was just kind of experimenting in the dark. But um, so we placed fourth out of 40. And so that was the first time we were kind of like, oh man, this might actually have some legs. We might have something here to at least do a little bit more research on and see if we have something uh, that we can maybe sell. And so we uh, played with it further, or a little further, kept refining it. Um, and then we had the coffee down where we were actually thought we had something we liked. You know, we tested it with people, with random people, teachers, classmates, whatever, um, anybody we could do it with. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Ryan graduated a semester before I did, and he went into oil and gas. And then I was literally about to graduate. Um, it was that summer. We were kicking around the idea as kind of a serious thing, but it was still in the dark. We were moonlighting with it. We didn't have a lot of the stuff figured out but um we knew our recipes what we wanted we knew the kind of the vision for the company where we wanted to go if we could get it off the ground and so i think it was maybe a month and a half before graduation and like the oil and gas industry just 
flipped upside down and died. And so Ryan was a private (laughs) contractor, and so um, they got the axe quick in the oil and gas since it's a very, you know, cutthroat business. And uh, so he's like, all right, you know, this happened. What do you want to do type thing? And we kind of talked about it, and we're like, all right, well, why don't we try to get this thing off the ground? And so we... uh, did a lot of back and forth and trying to figure out where we wanted to start the business, where we, you know, wanted to live, all these things. But um, while we were playing around with it, we took a road trip with some friends and decided when we got back from that road trip, we were going to be doing this full time. And so it's been uh, it's been a little crazy, but that's kind of how it got started. Um, but initially, it was just. Uh, ugly idea in a journal that became a less ugly idea in the real world <laughs> and just iteration after iteration basically trying to polish that ugly baby up here yeah. we are so how how long has it been um for you guys how long have you guys been running um spoke to um we came up with the idea in i want to say september of 2014 um and then we didn't launch sales until october of 2015 so that 13 months or so is basically just the, the whole time we were testing. Um, and so we've been at sales now for just under a year. So, okay. What are, what are some challenges that and difficulties you guys faced during the time of making spoke to? I'm betting there's a lot. That question would be a shorter answer. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you get right? <laughs> and it's all, um, no, the difficulties, man, where do you begin? Um, Everything. <laughs> so the very first uh, difficulty was, uh, hey, how do you carbonate something? Um, so learning how to carbonate, what you can't carbonate. Hey, you can't carbonate milk. Um, it doesn't taste very good. Um, <laughs> and then just the issues with once we actually wanted to launch, just the issues with so many other businesses like you know, freight companies who – um, accidentally mess up your your shipment, and here a year later we still haven't paid for that shipment um, just because they messed up so much. So I don't know, man. It's just difficulty after difficulty. Just in our personal life, you know, we we've taken like less than a hundred dollars each um, from Spoto so far. So got to keep the ugly baby happy. Work, working the uh, working the business plus working whatever job we can get on the side to, you know, feed ourselves and hustle through. Yeah, and pay rent. So that's probably the most difficult thing is just grinding to to balance life and business. So Yeah. No, that is difficult. Um how um how is because it's a beverage, right? And you have two beverages, right? Yeah. Um, so we have the the coffee, the cold brew, carbonated coffee. We have the uh, first flavor in our tea line, which are uh, lemon peach berry carbonated tea and then we want to expand that and then we also have uh we're working on once we kind of get the cofactor stuff figured out um if we go that route um introducing our third kind of like line that sums up everything we want as a company in our drinks um our carbonated juice line so those are kind of the, the three and then doing different flavors in between especially with like the teas and the juices um so it's kind of the alternative soda vision for us yeah yes what, what, what would you say is, is the difference between your guys' sodas or beverages compared to, to others? Well, the, I mean, the carbonated cold brew coffee is 
pretty much a guarantee that most people haven't tried anything like it. Um, it's bad or good, depending on who you ask. I mean, that one's super polarizing. When we are like at face-to-face -face events selling it, like people will either love it or they hate it. And so that's exhausting. Um, but so that one's kind of out on its own, you know, wide open seas by itself. Um, I, I guess we can kind of talk about why we carbonate it, the differences between that. Um, if there's a lot of usually if you're a heavy coffee drinker outside of just what you get at Starbucks or the gas station, um, you're familiar with like nitro tech yeah. coffee. Yeah. And so that's a comparison people ask about. And so like nitrogen and uh, when you do a nitrogen infused coffee, it changes mainly the mouthfeel, the physical profile of the drink. When you carbonate a beverage, it changes the actual chemical flavor profile of the drink. And so it kind of enhances it. It brings out more of the aromas um, with like the effervescence. Uh, we also give it a little bit of sugar just to balance out the bitter bite of the carbonation. Um, and so our goal is to have kind of the most refreshing coffee drink you can have. Because mm -hmm. um, initially the idea was kind of this conversation of I hate hot coffee. I don't like it. It's not refreshing. Even cold brewed coffee doesn't always sit well with me. I wanted a coffee drink that was as close to what I get out of the fountain as possible. And so that kind of came, oh, man, let's carbonate it, figure out how yeah. to do that. But so, but again, that one you really just, until you try it, it's hard to really understand. Um, when you hear it, it sounds weird. The tea isn't as scary. Um, it's just a really, really good cold brew tea. And then we add natural flavors, uh, and then we carbonate it, and so give it a really fizzy kick. Um, so that one's a little bit more... It's easy to wrap your head around, but um, it's fantastic. And then the juice line, we're stoked to get out the door once we can. So that would be cool, yeah. 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 Um, coming up with the the name, is is there a meaning to the name at all, Spokto, or is it just a random word? Yeah. So uh, it was uh, finals week, really late night in college, and we needed to come up with a name because we wanted. Um, we needed to lock in the domain and the Twitter if we were going to really do this. So we were like, all right, the two rules are it has to have the domain available and it has to have the Twitter account available. Um, and so we were kind of just bouncing ideas off of each other, looking up just random like logos and random like words associated with what we thought the logo was. And we came across like this, this circle and it, they had like, they were like a, kind of adjacent to each other but like connecting and um we were like man that'd be cool if like because in our mind it looked like a bicycle um and we we're like man that'd be cool if they like just put spokes in it um that would be an awesome logo and we were like wait like what if we had our logo um like a bicycle wheel because we wanted something that meant adventure like going somewhere um and, and a wheel's a pretty good representation of movement and so um, we were like, all right. And so we kind of mocked up this little logo design. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were like, well, um, what if we name it like after spokes? And so it was like, you know, different random ways of spokes. And then we saw this other logo. Um, the name of the company was Octo. And we were like, okay, that'd be cool. They kind of have like, you know, eight values of, of the company. So we kind of just slammed the words together, uh, made it Spokto, um, S-P-O-C-T-O. And then we changed the uh, the C to a K to make S P O K T O, um, where O K is in the middle to represent Oklahoma. 
So kind of a really long answer as to where the name came from, but yeah, there no, you go. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, it's always, it's always interesting how, um, how creative companies get to, to come up with a name. I'm always intrigued by it. So, <laughs> so some have uh, come up with some weird names, and before they became the actual name, and I'm like, oh, that's that's weird, you know? Yeah. You're gonna name it that, and is there any is there any names beforehand that are weird that you guys almost came up with or? Um, names? We we kind of bounced around, but most of what we came up with was like a color or like an, an animal. And we were like, man, we really just don't want like, to do that. That was, that was kind of a coffee. cliche. <laughs> like we, because we're not a coffee company, um, we are a soda company. We wanted to, you know, kind of differentiate ourselves and not be like the, you know, blue bottle coffee or, you know, blue owl coffee or blue pigeon coffee or something like that. <laughs> we, also, we also found so, out that any domain that has a well-known noun and a well-known adjective is super expensive. And so we're like, well... Yeah. That limits a lot of and stuff. And so we, we Google searched Spokto. The first thing that came up was a World of Warcraft gamer profile. So we're like, all right, we got the domain. Thanks for the inspiration, bro. Yeah. <laughs> got the domain. And then we immediately checked Twitter, and there was nothing. So we were like, yeah. fist pump. Nice. That's awesome. Um, what, what, what makes you passionate about your product or just soda in general? Um, I mean, that's a tough question because, like, I don't know, like my, I'm really passionate about business development. That sounds really formal, but starting a business is, in my mind, extremely fun. Obviously, there's a lot of terrible, not fun, emotionally grueling, mentally exhausting aspects of it, but um, going through that process, like the brand development part was, that's something I really love being a part of and doing um, and kind of being able to inject our you know, DNA into the company mm-hmm. is really cool. But um, for me, kind of one of the really localized passions was when we had both of our, like when we finally had both of our products like ready to go and just sampling them. It's always fun. Yeah. Um, good, you know, most of the time you get, you know, pretty good positive stuff. Every now and then you'll get some crazy people and people that surprise you. Um, probably our worst event we've ever been to. It was just a total bust all around. Um, well, name it specifically, but it was a balloon festival, and like the whole event, like they're supposed to have like twenty-five to thirty thousand people there. We got a great deal, and like maybe what? How many people showed up? Uh, twenty-five hundred, maybe. Twenty-five hundred, yeah. Max. Total bust. The balloons didn't even get to go off because the weather. Like nobody showed up, and so we're just like, man, this sucks. And we like hustled so hard to get our product ready. Like we were trying to. Our goal is to have like seven hundred bottles. So like that week, it was literally like. Almost at least four out of the seven nights that week up until that, it was up until four and then getting up at nine again and just bottling Jeez. and brewing and bottling and brewing. It was just a nightmare. But going there and, like, having our product and sampling it is always it's always so much fun. Like, you just have – that event we had a lot of crazy people at, just little weird outliers that are interesting, to say the least. But we also had some really great ones, which, like, some guy who is just this – outside of our, you know – what we paint our customer demographic target customer being he was like this probably like 65 year old man 
He's uh, like a Vietnam War vet. He's just strutting around. I think he was he was working the event, and it, he loved our cro- like our coffee. He just he would probably come up. He probably had like six or seven bottles in one day. Yeah, like, like he would just keep coming back, and he was like, like, "I got to get another it, one." It got boys. to the it got to the point where we gave him a couple bottles for free just because he was such a. He's our favorite customer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. which it was just like that was the that was our first customer experience like face to face, and so that was uh, the one where it was pretty much you know we were out in an area where. It wasn't like friends and family were coming up. Like mm-hmm. it was just a total kicked yeah. out of the nest thing, um, and so it was an experience in that in that ride alone. But um, just like that guy, I mean, that guy probably made the trip bearable for us. Yeah, because yeah, the whole thing funny. was such a bust. But just him being there was is great. And just you know, we're like, all right, you know, our, our target customers twenty to thirty. Da 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 da. Patagonia likes to be outdoors, stuff like that. And this old dude's coming up just living off of probably our toting a pistol and yeah. everything was just <laughs> loving our product but now kind of to piggyback on carter like the first day we were at sales and we knew like we got the first sale it was oh, someone take it was a weird feeling that someone taking their money because they like your product so much out of their bank account and putting it into your bank account was kind of remarkable like it was just weird and uh, at that point, I was like, man, we've created something that I think, you know, we've we got something right. Um, and so that was kind of where the, the passion comes from me. Just given um, given the people what they want, you know, that's just kind of cliche. But uh, but in that instance that I like I fed off that instance for for a while. So I think we slept three hours that night before the first day of sales. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> so yeah. like we were already beat up and then we sold out that day. So which jazz, was we were and it was just like our labels didn't come in so like they were just they looked terrible we color printed them stuck them on the stickers and as soon as we put them in the water they like the, just like, the, the the water just kind of dissolved the, they turned to slime they turned so. to slime and so we just basically wiped them off so people wouldn't get slime all over their hands we, we the, tried to clear coat spray, uh, or spray paint it to like seal it off still didn't work so we were pretty defeated, um, but people still loved sold it out, and so. sold it out. We sold out like almost two hundred and twenty-five bottles. So we used wow. uh, we went to Staples that night at like eleven, I think, as fast as we could. We ran there and we grabbed those. Uh, they were like shipping labels you could print out. So we found some clear ones, and so we printed out our labels, stuck it on. It looked awesome. We we're like, oh man, this is great. It looked fantastic. It looked fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were so stoked because it. It was just clear enough to where, like, the, the green on the label, because we just had the coffee at the time, like, had this metallic luster and everything. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, man, these things still look great. But we did it, yes. Water test it, pull it out, and it just, like, bleh. I'm pretty sure we high-fived <laughs> before yeah, we water tested it. We were just like, no. Yeah, it was, and we were so defeated. Oh, uh, So we literally ran to Walmart an hour later and got back, because we are in previous bottling facility which was in northeast oklahoma tiny mm-hmm. town where walmart doesn't exist so we had to run over to arkansas so we run over go to walmart we get some clear coat spray paint and so like all right we have all our bottles labeled up and everything so like we're gonna spray paint over the label that we've already put on to get it to stick and how much time did we spend spray painting that probably night? two hours like <laughs> we, we probably didn't lay in, down in bed in, until like 4 30 and we woke up at 6 30 and then us we we get to the uh <laughs> We get to the farmer's market, and we're like, oh, crap, we don't have any cash. And so we dump all the stuff out. Carter starts setting it up, and I make a mad dash to Arvest 
thank God there was one open because um, we would have been just SOL at that point. Sorry, but, guys, uh, we can't sell until. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we haven't made the mistake of not getting cash the the morning. Uh, we always get it the day before. So just lessons learned. <laughs> That's funny. What is what is your guys' favorite part about running a business or running Spokto? Hmm. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, that's hard to say. There's a I, lot of things. Like running it instead of developing it, like starting it up. I'd say running it, my favorite part is just kind of talking to people who haven't really heard about it. I know it sounds strange, but it's always a fun conversation starter. When it's weird when, like, if I meet somebody new, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, well, I kind of run a beverage company, but I kind of also have to do a lot of side hustling with different jobs. So it's one of those strange things, but, like, telling people about it and, like, carbonated coffee, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still always go back to sampling. Yeah, I really like the, the, cus- the customer validation like that. It's a lot that, of fun. Yeah. Just, That's the fuel. To yeah. keep us going right now, just because since the money is not there, we have to, you know, yeah. get fuel somehow. Yeah. But and I, I guess you know, money is really not not the point of it. It is the you know bringing the customer what they want because that's we've you know already we're still doing Spoketo because of you know the customer validation. So hmm. yeah, you guys have traveled um, to a lot of places. I mean, because I've read you guys are wanderers and adventurers and stuff like that. Why? Why did? Why did you choose Tulsa among other places? Oh man. Um. Hmm. Well, the cost of living here. One. Um, but, <laughs> it's, pr- it's pretty cheap. But, yeah. <laughs> but now the the main reason is that we saw the development, um, specifically in the entrepreneurial community of Tulsa, really um, blossoming. Um, and there's many other places in the country where they're either way far behind or really far forward. And we kind of wanted to be um, a part of, like, the, the initial movement um, of, a, you know, a greater entrepreneurship community. Um, and then we also had some connections here as well um, with people from college and um, professors who came to, you know, to Tulsa or lived in Tulsa. So that's kind of why we chose Tulsa. I know one thing we've always talked about a lot is just, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma, and for the longest time, I like, I grew up in a tiny farm town, less than 3,000, is like 2,200 people, no McDonald's, no Walmart, and like, for the longest time, I just wanted to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. just get out of Oklahoma, Yeah. Um, and obviously, as I kind of, you know, 18, 19, 20, I realized I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of Oklahoma, um, for all the things that are, you know, going bad with it, um, there's still a lot of great aspects of it. Uh, aspects of it that you can't get in a lot of places. But one thing you always see is people that are from Oklahoma who have a negative outlook on it. Like, man, why isn't there all this cool stuff happening in Tulsa? And they leave, and it's just this ugly, self-fulfilling cycle. Yeah. Because if you're not willing to dig in when it's kind of ugly and invest in it. Get your hands dirty. Yeah, get your hands dirty and give lots of people around you to have a reason to also invest in Tulsa and invest in Oklahoma and be here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just, you're adding to the problem. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a lot of great business reasons as well why you should start a business here. But we also said, man, if we can start a business here, we can start a business anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. We didn't want to add to the problem because we're like, man, there's no cool food startups here. Da 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 da. They're doing carbonated coffee. Let's go somewhere else and start around because they're not here in Oklahoma. That'd just be adding to the problem. Um, and so we just we wanted to add our little bitty drop in the bucket mm-hmm. to try to change that aspect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, also, have, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. To kind of piggyback, we have Carter and I have a lot of really smart friends, a lot smarter than we are, um, and uh, they leave. And it's like, guys, like you guys could get jobs here. You could, you know, really change kind of the political, the business, the kind of social aspect of Oklahoma. But you go to Colorado where it's cooler, where it's trendy, um, where it's easier to be comfortable, um, as opposed to bringing your ideas and you know what you what you want to Oklahoma and kind of changing it um and so it's it just if no one stuck around it was never going to get changed so <laughs> um what what is what is your favorite place to adventure to or at, that you guys been and explored at? I mean I don't know I always like I like the small stuff that we do with friends um, so like a lot of that's just in Oklahoma when like we'll go to Stillwater, two of our closest friends, um, we see them a lot and we'll always just go to the lake, walk around, you know, it's mm-hmm. never something crazy, but it's always just a constant thing, which is nice. But I mean, we, uh, we took a trip to the trip that we took that actually kicked off our, all right, after the trip's over, we got to start this. We went to Sedona, Arizona, which was Nice. Really cool because I've never been out to the you know, southwest before, uh, and so that was an interesting trip for me. Um, so, as many great things as there are with Oklahoma, I will never like the bugs and the humidity. I'll put up <laughs> with it, but God bless Arizona for that aspect. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I mean, to me, it's a lot of just the, the small things we do here in Oklahoma with our friends. It's always fun. Um, you have a cooler beer any time on the lake or. Out in the woods is interesting, so it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. locally, definitely, uh, really any adventure with friends. And that's kind of like on our on our website, you see kind of the wonderlust story of how we started with a road trip with friends. Um, and that's kind of where the, you know, the adventure endlessly tagline of our product comes from is just going out and having a good time with your, with your buddies, your friends, you know, your family. Um, so... Chandler Park is, you know, just with your friends is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, so that's locally, but abroad, my favorite place that I've been to is Belize. I love that place. Um, wow. Just, you know, snorkeling, kayaking, and all the fun stuff you can do down there. Yeah. But That would be pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you, you guys were talking, you said you talked about Sedona and um, can you touch on, on that a little bit, what, what you guys are thinking about? or? or yeah, so I guess this would be the first, like, official announcement. So, woo, if, uh, if it works out, we're working on it. But um, the, uh, we're looking at a co-packer right now. So that'll be um, it's a contract packager. And so basically a scaled-up operation that is able to um, – mass produce if we need you know if we have the need for it hopefully we do obviously but because right now um we literally bottle and label everything by hand one at a time in a linear fashion 
And as you can imagine, the scale of efficiencies are not there for a beverage company with that sort of uh, yeah. operation. So we knew that that was always something we'd have to get past. Um, it's a great, you know, romantic startup idea um, and aspect. And, you know, everybody, and, you know, this is something, anybody that wants to start a business, we definitely think you should be on the ground floor getting your hands dirty as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, be right, you know, along the assembly line of your product doing everything. You need to know it front to back. But that's also something that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have trouble graduating from. Um, if they're able to, you know, it's something that they maybe don't want to let go of or that's they enjoy, but it's they're not really focusing on the growth aspect. So for us, like, we have a lot of love-hate relationship with the bottling, <laughs> but I know it's something we'll miss. Um, the last time we were labeling bottles, which is the most mindless task you can think of, I remember telling Ryan, I was like, man, I know it's weird, but I was like, we hadn't done this in a while, and I just, I enjoyed it. It was really, like, calming going through and just putting a sleeve on a bottle, putting a sleeve on a bottle for an hour straight. And so, stuff like that you'll miss in a really weird way, but um, growing up, I guess, we, yeah, we're looking at the contract packager. Um, And so, if that, we're going through the red tape with that, we've gone through, we've toured the facility, checked it all out, so... We made sure that we have the experts of both sides involved where we have people that know how to treat the product better than we can and then people who can treat the packaging process better than we can um, because for us, that's kind of the whole key. And, and cheaper than we can. And cheaper than we can, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's always making sure that you're the dumbest person in the room, especially when it comes to your business, is a really good thing, so... We're making sure that we're passing this off to the industry experts who we think are going to be the industry experts for carbonated coffee and carbonated teas um, in a packaged product. They're going to be the ones that are handling that, and they're going to be doing – it's unreal how much better they can do than just the process and everything just because of all the quality control measures and stuff like that. And so, you know, it's one of those things that sucks because it takes away the – the art side of it for you, you know, the starving artist part of the entrepreneurship journey, <laughs> but, um, it'll be, man, it'll be wild when we get our hands on our first like canned product. So I didn't even say that. So we're actually like looking at switching to uh, cans. So that'll be, that'll oh, be, that'll a cool, be cool. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have a convenient package cause right now we're pry off. Um, and that's, you know, not everybody is, you know, ready to just pry it off and sit down in a nice well lit, Establishment, they want to grab it and go type thing. Hmm. Um, and adventure endlessly, man, you got to have a package that's as mobile as you are. So, uh-huh. yeah. But uh, if that all goes through and we get our hands on our first can, man, it's going to be insane. It'll be, it'll be a weird moment for us, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our baby. Now make it yourself type yeah. thing. <laughs> Produce it for us. It'll be strange. I love it. It's funny. Um, what, it, what, is, what is the you you kind of touched on this a little bit in each question I've asked you, but what it, what are dreams? What's the future? What are you thinking for Spokto, future and dream wise? Hmm. Be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, the future would just be get it as big as possible. Um, we want to get Spokto and you know every single person who who loves alternative or who loves soda. Um, open them up to the idea of alternative sodas um and so better sodas better sodas 
Um, and so and carbonated coffee because a lot of people don't know that life. And they right. Need to. No, it's 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 good. I've yeah, we've tried it. We've had a lot of people who don't like coffee, you know, like our product, um, and so we kind of have given people who don't like coffee another avenue to uh, to possibly try coffee out and see if they like it. Um, so that's been cool. But yeah, I think just getting it into as many stores that fit as possible just around the country and yeah if we're lucky enough around the world so i mean we definitely i mean i think the coolest moment will be if we get things to start kind of hitting scale um you know and we have money that we can arguably don't know what to do with which i don't know if that'll ever happen for a long time but if we get there that'll be cool because then it's back to the times where it's like all right man let's just go play around with new flavors and stuff and just see what we want to do what we kind of, what do we want to come up with? What do we want to launch type thing? Because when we were figuring out our tea flavor and our coffee flavor as well, but our tea we had a lot, you know, you have a lot more flavor options with with carbonated tea. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun, just sitting in the in the lab as we called it, and just coming up with different flavors and stuff like that, and playing around with different ideas. Um, and if we can take that to the point where it's, you know now at a stage where we can pick and choose three new flavors to launch at will that'll be that'll be really exciting that'll be a cool experience because mm-hmm. you know with the tea we have tons of flavor options and that's just in our black tea we want to do a green tea carbonated option as well flavors stuff like that and then our carbonated juice line i mean all those we have so many different possibilities with interesting new alternative sodas that we can launch that we'd be super jazzed to get in people's hands so hmm. Well, how can how can people um, support you guys, and how can um, where can people find you? So, if you uh, follow all of our social media, that's the easiest way to stay in the loop on all of our developments, where we're headed, where we're going. Um, and uh, our website is just spoketoe.com. We always have that updated with uh, our most recent uh, where we're selling at, you know, where you can find our product, where you can get your hands on it at. Um, so that's always going to be the most updated. But um, man, I. I I'm afraid if I say it, I'm going to like miss one or something, so I don't want to upset anybody. But uh, we have Old School Bagel and Yale, Ida Red Boutique. We have the Kitchen 66 Cafe here at 907 South Detroit. Yep. Uh, the Marshall Brewery, Marshall Brewery. Uh, Tap Room. Oh, is that the new one? Uh, no, it's the one over on... Um, oh, what's the name? I can't remember exactly, but it's like close to 11th and Utica. Okay. Um, so it's just like southwest of there. Oh, off of Wheeling, Wheeling Street. That's what it is, Wheeling. Um, so that's our Tulsa stores. Um, and then we're also in Pop 66. Oh, you guys are in Pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's, <laughs> that was a, a big one for us. We were really happy to get into there. Um, we're also in a boutique in, like, the auto district in Oklahoma City called uh, Plenty Mercantile. Um, we're in a donut shop in Skyatuke called the Donut King. Um, and then we're in one coffee shop in Salem Springs, Arkansas called uh, Poor John's. Poor John's. Nice. So. All right. Well, thank you guys for, for being on and sharing your story and sharing your vision about Spoketoe. And um, I hope uh, we find you out in the streets and drink you up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks yeah. for having us. Uh, endlessly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Want to thank you guys again for listening to the Low Key Podcast. Go support us and check us out on our website at lowkeypodcast.com and go like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, 
you know, we, we want to be a part of the 200, the 300, the 400 club eventually, um, and, and much more. And if you want to become a Patreon, you can, you can check out our website, and there's a Patreon link on there. It says become a patron. You can become a patron. Also, thank you so much, Susie, for the intro again. It's so dope. Go check out our band, um, Brother Rabbit, um, on, on Instagram, on Facebook. And they have a website. You can go check that out on their, their Facebook page. Um, and you can go check out our previous episode on the Low Key Podcast. Go subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, don't forget, support these guys too. Go find them at the local shops and places that they are at and go drink up um, with Spoke Toe peach tea and uh, carbonated peach tea and carbonated cold brew. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll see you later. That's it from Low Key Land.